33 units signed in his first four months, and he signed 12 of those in his first 30 days, not to mention made $11,000 in month one of being an Airbnb host. We've got Halame Kenny Kenny here on the Fearless Investor Podcast. I believe true wealth cannot be measured by your income. It is instead measured by your availability of choices, especially the choice to live life on your terms. I also believe there are many ways to create wealth, but one thing is for certain, you have to have a laser focus on one path. My path, Airbnb, but I also believe in education and expanding your mind. Education helps you take off the blinders of life and see opportunities you never saw before. Join me on this journey of learning how to create wealth in Airbnb, real estate, and so many more investment strategies. Together, we can conquer the world of investing. My name is Kyle Stanley, and this is the Fearless Investor Podcast. Hey, welcome in everyone to the Fearless Investor Podcast and YouTube channel. I am so excited to have one of our own six-figure formula students, Halame Kenny Kenny on the, the show today, and we went live in the Facebook group. So if you hear us talking and, and sharing questions from students, you know, that's where you're going to be hearing them from is, and if you're, if you're not a member of that group already, Airbnb Masterminds, you definitely got to jump into that. Uh, we're going live about once a week with guests just like Halame. And I mean, this guy has just been a complete uh, inspiration, no shock to me based on what I knew about him having a sales background and having a little bit of some experience in Airbnb before. I knew he'd move fast, but 33 units and now 16 weeks of being in our six-figure formula, it's just mind-blowing. And so you're going to hear a lot of his success. You're going to hear a lot of inspiration. If you are one of those people right now that's saying, I want to get into Airbnb or short-term rentals, and I just don't know the answers to questions, I don't know the next steps, this is your opportunity to be able to have someone like myself in your corner and all of our coaches. Lame is actually one of our coaches now because of the quick success that he's had and all you need to do, uh, if you're watching this right now on YouTube or listening on the podcast, you're just going to email me. That's all you got to do. Info at fearlesskyle.com. Info at fearlesskyle.com. Make sure the subject says 6FF, which stands for six-figure formula. And just say that you you saw you know Lame's uh, interview and you, you want to learn more. And that's all you got to do. We'll go ahead and get you some information absolutely for free. And you can go ahead and see if it's a good fit for you to help you build a six-figure business in under 12 months. Speaking of doing exactly that, I want to make sure that you guys are getting on Price Labs. We are partnered with Price Labs. Richie, the CEO, is a good friend of mine and we're always releasing tips from Price Labs. Richie and I do a video every single month where we give a new tip. But what Richie is doing for everyone that signs up with our link is he's literally giving you a free 30-day trial plus a training on how to be able to get your Price Labs set up. So if you're watching on YouTube right now, all you have to do is go down to the description below and you just click on that, uh, that link and it'll set you up with that free 30-day trial plus the, um, the, the training. And then if you're listening on the podcast, uh, all you have to do is just go to the show notes for this one. It's going to be fearlesskyle.com forward slash Halame, which is spell, spelled basically hail A-M-E, H-A-I-L-A-M-E. That's all it is. Fearlesskyle.com forward slash Halame. And you can find all the show notes on that, all of the the, the links that I just mentioned to you, all the information will be all right there, including the Price Labs link. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started with Halame. Guys, if you're just joining us, uh, we are about to go live with Halame Kinney Kinney. 
good friend of mine, one of my students uh, in the six figure formula, and he has just destroyed this business in a short amount of time. Get ready to ask your questions, get them prepared. If you want to move fast, like uh, Holome has, what's up, Tamari? Hey, thanks for jumping on, man. Um, if you want to move fast, like to uh, almost said, like Tamari does, like like Holome has, uh, then you're definitely going to want to take some notes and ask some questions. Um, but uh, Lame, man, really excited about this. It, you uh, you ready to drop some bombs here? Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm. Uh, I appreciate you having me on. So yeah, I'm stoked. Yeah. Well, honestly, and just just a little bit of background for those of you as you're you're getting ready to jump in here, and we'll we'll go live here in a second. Um, Lame has done so much. And by the way, we call him Lame. You, you would rather go by Lame, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. my preferred. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lame has done so well in such a short amount of time that he's actually become one of our coaches because he's, he's just like, like I said, blown up this business in under four months. Um, and we're going to hear all about that here in a second, but that's how, how big of a deal this guy has become. So it is now one minute past the hour. We're going to go ahead and get started. Guys, welcome in to the live video that we're doing with Holame Kenny Kenny and how to be able to build a six-figure business literally in under one month. That's exactly what Lame has done. Uh, if you're watching this on a recording on the Fearless Investor podcast and YouTube channel, I'm going to encourage you uh, to really just watch this from start to end. This is going to be inspiring. This is going to, for those of you that are kind of maybe on the fence of like, do I want to jump in? Do I want to get started in Airbnb? This is going to help you to be able to make that decision today. Uh, but Lame, man, thanks for joining us. Hey, excited to be here. Thanks, Kyle. Awesome. So we were talking about before we got on, uh, you don't really have any crazy guest stories quite yet, but you have just some crazy growth. So what's the the craziest or the most uh, just eye popping thing for you so far in your short Airbnb journey uh, that you want to share with everyone? Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny, uh, you know, as you mentioned, I'm now a coach as you know, in your course, just due to kind of my story. But, uh, you know, yesterday, you, you know, that I had a little presentation and I was kind of when I was preparing my presentation, I was going through essentially all the messages, all of the beginning stages of my business. And uh, the very first message that I sent out on Facebook to acquire arbitrage and start my business was 16 weeks ago. And uh, just last week, I just signed a contract for um, a hotel. It's an 11 unit building. Uh, it's actually 12 units. Um but we, uh, we just signed it and that would make 33 for me year to date. And it just blew my mind as I was like preparing the training. And I look back, I was like, wow, that was only 16 weeks ago. And here I am signing, you know, 11 unit property. So I'm stoked. That's crazy, man. Yeah. I mean, first month, 12 units, 11 K, um, second month, I think you were close to netting over 10 K if I'm not uh, mistaken. And now you're at, like you said, just signing your 33, 33rd unit. Um, guys, just for perspective, like people were pretty amazed with how fast I moved. It took me to get 33 units. It took me about, I want to say 19, 20 months. Lami just did it in under four months, which is just wild, absolutely wild. So, um, you know, again, I think there's going to be some great questions for you today, especially you, you are very close to a lot of people that are going to be jumping in here that are just getting started or wanting to get started. 
a lot closer than where I'm at, which is three years into the business. And so I think you're going to just provide so much value today, but let's, let's turn the clock back a little bit. Let's okay. go back to, you know, before Airbnb and you actually have a few other things that you still do. Um, just tell me what, you know, business was like, what were you doing for work? Uh, what was life like? Just rewind that clock and help catch us up. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, uh, my, my background and my history has been in sales. Uh, I've been in sales for almost a decade now. Um, I got my start in actually door-to-door sales. Um, and I actually owe a lot to that because it, it prepared me a lot, I feel like, for getting to this point. But um, I, uh, it was, in 2019, about, was when I started to mingle in Airbnb. Um, and I started to do it with my own properties. Um, at one point, I was managing, you know, six different properties. And uh, I, I actually, it's funny, I actually quit. I quit on Airbnb. <laughs> um, I, and a lot of that came from, I felt like I was in it quite a bit. Um, you know, I consider myself an entrepreneur. Um, obviously, my background is in sales, and I've had a lot of jobs um, in that capacity. But um, I, I'm always trying to figure out different ways to make money and, um, Airbnb was one of them. And, you know, I had a stint where I did it for, you know, a, a year or so. And I ended up, you know, it's funny cause we had connected, I think back in 2020 when I was, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you were just yeah. getting started. Yeah. 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 I was just you getting... thought I was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I didn't think you were a joke. You know, I'm messing. I... <laughs> This is a plug, right? Um, I think a lot of times we think we can do it ourselves and mm. we think we can figure it out. But, you know, you and your your course and just the mentorship and I think anybody can can take this and apply it to their lives. But really, like there is a ton of value in learning from people's mistakes in yeah. learning from people's mistakes and being able to apply it in your business. And that's that's ultimately what I did with Kyle. I mean, me, my, me and Kyle reconnected back in January. Um, and that's when I kind of just made a conscious decision. I was like, look, I'm going to dive all in on this. And, um, and I have, and here we are, you know, 33 units later. So it's been fun. All right. So I think the first thing I want to really understand is you, you were owning these six units, right? Mm-hmm. And I think one of the other things that you told me was it, it sounded like they weren't super profitable. If I remember um, and it sounds like you were doing a lot of the hands-on work yourself. Um, so looking back at that, like just re- help, help me understand where you were at and, and what you thought about Airbnb and short-term rentals at that time, as you were in it, as you were very active and as you were seeing not such a great return, take us back to there. And then what was just maybe that like mindset shift that helped you understand maybe what you were either doing wrong or or the the deals weren't right or what was it exactly that helped you with that transition so i hope that question makes sense yeah no perfect um and so when i had started in airbnb and it's it's funny because now i'm sitting at a different spot on the table right um originally when i looked into airbnb and when i had met you kyle for the first time this is back in 2020 um you know, I just thought, you know, I'm going to throw it up there and we're going to run it. And how hard could it really be? And, you know, it's like I, I heard this analogy that Airbnb is similar to skiing, right? Like you could know literally nothing and you can still make it down the hill. 
Yeah. Right. But, but like, depending on your skill level, your experience systems, how that ride is from the top of the hill to the bottom is going to look very different. Right. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I, I thought that I could do it. And, you know, I was getting at the bottom of the hill, right. I posted my listing and uh, my first one was in Texas and it was, you know, I was getting good money. Um, and then really the next phase after you post and start getting bookings is really managing systems and managing the property and managing people. Mm -hmm. um, and that is the part that I really suffered. Um, that was the part that, and I didn't really, you don't know what you don't know until you develop some of these systems and you learn some of these skills, but um, I was in it. I mean, I was helping other friends manage their properties. Um, we were, you know, trying to create systems by outsourcing different cleaners by, you know, we were just basically calling handymen on the spot when we needed them. Um, and really when you started to run the numbers and see all these things, um, we, we weren't making as much money as we could have been. There was mm. a lot of, a lot of money left on the table that, you know, wasn't being captured because of our lack of systems or lack of knowledge. Right. Um, and that's where, for me, I just kind of checked out. I was just like, you know what, you know, I gave it a good try. Like I'm it's every review. It's just not for me. Right. It wasn't until really earlier this year when me and you reconnected Kyle and uh, we were at a mastermind and you were speaking at that mastermind yeah. and uh, you're up at that mastermind and you basically were telling your story and uh, I remember you said basically something to the effect of, hey, I got, you know, 60 plus properties at this point and, you know, I'm working, you know, maybe two, three hours a week. And in that moment, I realized my pride and I was like, I was doing it completely wrong. Mm. <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. Like, there's obviously something here that I don't know about and something that I need to like figure out, Right. Um, and that was like a turning point for me. I think at that point it was like, okay, you know, I, I think I should probably, you know, look into this. I think I should figure out what I didn't know. Mm -hmm. And if he's doing it this way, like, obviously there's something I can learn. Right. And okay. that was kind of the spark of like, okay, I'm jumping in this. Yeah. So guys, just a reminder, if you're watching this live, please post your questions right now. Like the first thing that comes to mind for me in a question is, well, what was one of one or two of those things that you were maybe in and doing, and then you realize, wow, I don't have to be in that. I can actually use a technology or hire a person and they can do it. Just give, give me a few examples or maybe even just one major example that helped you to be able to remove yourself from the day-to-day. -day. So one of them is, is really um, third-party softwares. Um, I didn't know that existed. Um, uh, price labs, I think is a big one. You, you, you know, have said multiple times in multiple videos on your platform. If you're not using price labs, you're leaving money on the table. Um, and that's just the start, right? We have turnover B and B there's Hostaway, there's hospitable. There's all these softwares that really, for me helped kind of take a lot of, you know, really regain a lot of my time back. So that's awesome. All right. So mainly it was the technologies for you. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Technologies. Awesome. Cool. Um, we have a good question from someone. Uh, Meng just asked how to convince landlords. How do you convince landlords uh, being a newbie? And I think it's a great question because you are one of the best. Now, again, Lame comes with a lot of sales experience, but what I love about your approach is that you're not very salesy. You are, you're real, you're a family man, you are 
uh, really just showing people options, which at the end of the day, I think is really good sales. But if you were to answer that question, especially being someone who's now added 33 units in your first 16 weeks of jumping back into this business, um, breaking it down, just maybe to a couple key tips there. Yeah. So, um, when I first started to approach landlords, um, really my mindset was just trying to be somebody that they wanted to work with. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of that, like there were some key things that I started to see, um, key pieces of information that I would share about myself that made landlords a lot more appealing to work with me. Um, one of that was like just mentioning that I am, you know, I'm local. I'm a small, local, family-owned business um, where we focus on arbitrage. And that's how I would introduce myself is I would tell them that, hey, I'm a small, small local family business, right? Um, and I think for any of us who are entrepreneurs or are in business, um, you know, people love that. People love supporting the small local guys, right? And so right away, that was a huge trust builder in starting off the conversation. Um, and then the second thing was uh, preparation. Um, I think it was huge for me um, in terms of, you know, before, you know, I actually started to approach uh, landlords and homeowners before I created an LLC or before I created a logo and a brand and had a name for my company. Um, but it wasn't really what like cemented my success and was a huge catalyst was the moment I, I created those materials. Mm -hmm. uh, the moment I created an actual brand name, uh, a company name, an LLC, and then approaching, you know, homeowners with that prepared, showing them, Hey, this is my business. I'm small. I'm local. It's just a family owned business here where you live, you'll be able to communicate with me. And, and that right there, I think took off a lot for me. Like that helped a ton for me and really helped me take off. So. Yeah. You know, I think too, it's, it's a mindset thing, right? Like it takes the, the onus off of you having to feel like I got to convince this person to now, Hey, here's all my professional materials that speak for me. And you're either going to love me or you're not going to love me. Um, one of the things I love about what you do is just what you mentioned with the, the local side of things and being a family man. Um, you know, you even talked about it last night. In one of our trainings is just looking the part and looking relatable and being yourself and also like, you know, not having the, the unprofessional photos on your LinkedIn or your Facebook page. I think it, the first thing, especially with the way that you're doing it. In fact, you want to go into that just a little bit, how you're doing it, how you're, how you're getting these leads um, in plentiful. It's a lot of them, right. And if I'm not mistaken, have been cold. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. 90% of them have been cold and, um, you know, and after, really that's how I started was just straight cold. And it wasn't until I had a foundation that I started getting kind of more leads, but, um, kind of to answer your point. Yeah. I, uh, I've always been of the mindset that if your employer were to look and Google your name, right, what would they find? What would they find on your social media? What would they find on your LinkedIn? And, um, I've always taken that to heart. And so, um, you know, when I'm reaching out to some of these homeowners on Facebook, which has been where I've sourced the majority of my leads and built the majority of my Facebook of my profile is just on Facebook messenger is I'll get on there. I'll be like, Hey, I'm super interested in this property. Can we hop on a call? And as a, as a homeowner, my thought process, cause when I, when I had my property in Texas, I remember listing it and I, I was looking, this is before I tried to Airbnb it. I was trying to find a renter. 
And I remember putting it on Facebook and immediately I just got spammed with tons of messages, tons of messages, right? And uh, it's funny because I remember really, I mean, being honest, I was just judging a book by its cover. Yeah. When somebody would send me a message, I just take a real quick glance at what's their profile pic? Does it look real? Like, and then if it didn't, I'd move on, right? And to be honest, there was a lot of those. There was a lot of people that were reaching out to me that like, they had like a cartoon or it was like, you know, a picture of a flag or something. And I, I didn't know who I was communicating to as a landlord. And so naturally, like I had no incentive and I could care less about responding to that message. Right. And so I think one little thing that's helped me a ton is like just having like on my profile picture, you'll see that I have a professional picture of me and my family. We take them every year um, on my LinkedIn. You see, you know, now I actually have my logo up there. So if anybody Googles my name on LinkedIn, you know, they're going to see that. Okay. Here's your company logo. You are the CEO of that company, right? And so I, I think you set yourself apart and you really give yourself a chance with landlords when you're cold contacting them, when you can just have a presentable profile mm-hmm. and, and have kind of those materials ready and prepared. So. That's awesome. All right. So I want to transition a little bit. You yep. you got, am I right that you're at about 10 active? So you have about 23 that are still waiting to get put on every yeah, minute? we're... No, we're a bit more than that. We're about about 14 active. Okay. 15 active, yeah. Awesome. So so you you look back 2019, you're in it, you're very active, you're, you know, six units and you feel like your your wheels are spinning. Now you're at 14 units with a new mindset, a new business model. Yep. Um, how many hours are you putting into your business currently and where are those hours being allocated? What is, what is really what I'm getting at is what is the difference in what you were doing back in 2019 versus the time that you're doing today? Yeah. Great question. Um, you know, I, I'm going to plug you, Kyle, um, you in your course and really the systems that I was able to learn and utilize early on, have helped with the growth tremendously. I'm working a fraction of the time that I work, that I did work with, and I, when I had half the units that I have now, a quarter of the units, right? And a lot of that is because of those systems. Um, to give you a hard number, I mean, to be honest, like I can't remember the last time that I actually like spoke to directly to one of my guests. Um, I have a lot of guest communication automated. Um, I now have a VA and assistant that helps me with that. And so really, I mean, I couldn't even tell you, it's probably three, four hours a week, uh, and yeah. maybe, right. I, I will say at this point, a lot of my time is focused on growth. Yeah. Um, now that I have a lot of these contracts, co-host arbitrage, um, I'm trying to figure out creative ways to now buy property. So that's where a lot of the time is going. But um, because of the systems that I was to place early on, um, it's really made the growth really easy. And I, I mean, I, I feel like I, like my capacity is a lot higher than it is, which is crazy because I'm growing really fast, but my systems are there. So it doesn't, doesn't feel overwhelming, doesn't feel overbearing. Yeah, and this is something I think it's important for, for us to stick on just for a second, because what you're talking about, the 2019 version of Lame is where most people are at in Airbnb. They are focused on the, the $20 per hour tasks, cleaning, inventory, 
um, profit and loss statements for whether it's themselves or other owners, um, you know, setting up the properties, painting, repairs, all those things that we, we feel like are really productive, but we can outsource that for 20, 30, $40 an hour. What you are now doing, what you based on, and this is just numbers, right? If we're making $10,000 per month net and we're putting in three hours per week, do the math there. You're essentially only make only putting in about 12 hours to make about $10,000. You just went from $20 per hour and spinning your head and or spinning your plates and, and putting in 40 hour work weeks now to essentially $1,000 that you just, you just have, no. what is that? 50 X or no, that's 500 X. Am I right? What no. am I, what am I looking at here? Yeah. You've, you've basically, no, no, you've, yeah. You 50 X your income by, by becoming a CEO of your business rather than the technician of your business. And I, I no. love that, that you said that. Um, so do you feel like the majority of that was easy for you to do or, or was that tough for you to, to get into that mindset? So, yeah, I, you know, I, I really think mindset is so important in this game. Um, and I, you know, I'm, I've been a part of a lot of sales organizations that have allowed me to develop different mindsets. And, um, and I, I can honestly say that, like, I, I am thankful that I actually failed and quit before I came to you. Um, because it put me in the right mindset. And that mindset really essentially is like, you don't know it all. There's a lot that you can learn. And really, and this is where the sales came inside. I really told myself like, hey, if Kyle can do this and all these people in this course, you know, that are real people that are like myself, if they can do it, why can't I, right? And it's it's crazy because literally five months ago, guys, I was watching these videos and I was like, this is insane. Like. Like in hearing some of these stories and I'm like, these people can do this. Like, what, what am I missing? And really it just took a little bit of a shift in terms of telling myself like, Hey, I have all the tools I need to be successful. I have this network of people that I can learn from their mistakes. All I got to do is just go work. And, uh, and that helped a ton. And, and guys, I don't, I really don't consider myself anybody special. Like, I don't think that I'm like crazy good at, this or that, even in sales, I like, yeah, I've been in sales for a long time, but I don't consider myself like a killer dog when it comes to sales. But like, you know, I, I think more than anything, I just, I just solved this opportunity. I saw this network of people that I could learn from. Um, and then I just committed, I just committed and I was like full send. I'm just doing it. And That's awesome. Here we are. So, so good. Um, got a lot of good questions coming in. We're going to ask some yeah. of them here in a second, guys, if you're watching, or listening live, make sure to comment with your questions here in the Facebook group, and we will get to them here in about five to 10 minutes or so uh, with Lame. Uh, but one thing that I need to ask you is, I heard you say you have a VA um, who's doing a little bit of work for you. Who else have you added to your team to give you that confidence to say, hey, we can we can blow this thing up. We can move this thing uh, to, the, to the moon from here. Yeah, yeah. So there's, uh, so as of now, I have three really core um, people that have helped with my business. Uh, the first is, um, her name is Vienna. She's, this has been through trial and error. Um, she's a designer up and coming. It's funny guys, because she's literally a sophomore in high school. She's a sophomore in high school. I went through two other people that I had to eventually let go, but she essentially handles all of my startup. So 
she'll see a property, she'll go buy all the furniture, get it set up. She usually can get me a property up and running within two weeks. Um, she's been huge, especially in time, in winning time back. She has been phenomenal. Um, the second has been my assistant who manages a VA, um, and she's actually my sister. Um, and she is the one who handles a lot of the operations. So guest communication, managing those systems, as well as managing my VA, um, and just making sure that we're communicating, that the cleaners are on time. Um, and that, and that's she kind of plays two roles there. Um, I think eventually I'll probably hire somebody separate than her to manage the cleanings. But right now, she's doing all of it. So cool. she's managing the cleanings as well as operations. Um, then the third, um, and he's become one of my best friends, and I've brought him on at a certain point, at a certain part to scale. Um, and his name is Josh Fafita, and he's he's one of my good friends, and he's helped a ton in terms of uh, in terms of me scaling. I think to grow as fast as as I have, um, I've had to find different ways to 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 bring money to create you know these Airbnbs, right? I'm not a millionaire, right? And so um, your money will only go so far. And so I knew I needed somebody to come on that could help me find money. To where now I'm at a point in my business where I'm actually creating multiple Airbnbs without using any of my own money. That's amazing. Right? And, I'm, and I'm just leveraging what I've learned in Airbnb as a property manager. And so those are kind of the three core people that I have working with me that have helped enormously in terms of managing this business and helping scale. And, and a decent amount of cleaners, I'd assume, too. Yep, yep. And so we have about, uh, we probably have, you know, interesting enough, we probably have more than we need. We have, uh, I have about five that are my core, and then I have a handful of others that come in at different times. But, um, you know, I, I imagine we'll we'll need them as we start scaling um, and start opening up a lot of these ones. So very yeah. nice. So you you have this guy, Josh, he's literally just dedicated to going and finding money. Is that right? Yep. 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 How, how are you um, structuring that in your business? Is he getting so part of the deals? We, yeah. And, you know, this is going to be me being a, a bit vulnerable. Like those are still things we're still working out, right? Yeah. And we're figuring out. And, and what I've learned in this business, guys, is like you just have to be ready to adapt, adjust, and to roll. And, um, and I, I still don't know what, you know, some of these things look like, but I, I just know that if you're working with the right people, you can sell them the dream in terms of like, hey, you may feel underpaid right now, but I promise you this is going to come back in some way or another. Um, then, then you know, you, you can find the right people to build your business with. So with Josh specifically, I think it's, it's probably going to be equity um, at some point um, because he's, he's playing a very significant role in this. Um, as far as the other two, those are kind of, you know, I'm, I'm still figuring those out right now. It's kind of an hourly wage basis. So, yeah, I, I think exactly what you just said there is is really relatable. Um, you don't have to have everything figured out, right? You don't yeah. have to have the perfect pitch for landlords. You don't have to have yeah. the perfect market. You don't have to have the perfect property. You don't have to have the perfect team. You don't have to have the perfect payroll structure. None of that. You, you just figure it out along the way. You go out and you make mistakes. You do it. And it's funny, you in your training last night, right? Like you had that realization of like, oh, I thought I was closing like one out of every two landlords, but it turned yeah. out that I was just getting after it and just forgetting about all my no's and having a short-term memory on those no's because yeah. it actually turned out that you were getting like one out of every 10 and yeah. so one out of every two, which sounds a little bit more realistic. I love that. And, and I think, honestly, 
Well, before I, I share my side of this, what do you think, do you, do you attribute that to a majority of your success or is there a certain, uh, certain mindset, certain trait that you think you have or have developed in order to be able to move so quickly? Yeah, um, really good question. You know, for me, I feel like a mindset that I've carried with me is, and this, is, this can relate to anything, if somebody can do it, why couldn't you? Mm-hmm. And even if you weren't as talented, even if I wasn't as good looking, talented, capable, whatever it may be, I just know that if I can just keep doing it, like I'm bound to be successful. And I think that led a lot to like my success in terms of this, like to where I, like, I really, it's funny. Cause I did tell you that I was like, Kyle, I think I'm closing like one of every two people I'm on fire, like I'm on fire. And then when I started preparing, I, I saw that it was like one of 20, but something in my head was telling me, Hey, I'm winning. And I just kept going. And, you know, I, I, I think what it was is I just wasn't stopping until I won, you know, and that's all that mattered to me. And so that I think has been the mindset for me. It's like, man, I could, you know, I could be the worst salesman in the world, but if I just talk to enough people, mm-hmm. I'm bound to find somebody, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's a numbers game, right? That's all yeah. it is. I mean, yeah. and, and that's, I just gave some advice to someone um, the other day that just joined our course. And he said, Hey, I don't have my logo. I don't have my, my marketing materials. I haven't done any market analysis. Like I just need to get all that done first. And I told him, no, you just need to go talk to landlords, like, and, and just yeah. practice, like go. Yeah. In fact, I even told him, I was like, go find properties that, you know, you don't want yeah. and just go practice on those landlords. And that way, the worst thing that could happen is they say, yes. And you say, you know, on second thought, I think I'm actually going to go a different direction. Yeah. Right. And, and that just gets you into practice. There's no such thing as like getting just enough information to be able to finally have that perfect pitch. It's just about you know, what, what's the term perfect practice makes perfection or something like that, or practice makes perfect. It's none none of that is actually going to get you to perfect, but it's going to get you closer to it. And I can tell you right now, studying and watching even my course, just rewatching and rewatching and rewatching my course is not going to get you results. It's it's going to be getting out there and and grinding on the pavement. So we've talked a lot about that last question. I'm going to open up to everyone else. You know, guys, we talked about our our course, what is it? It's the six figure, the short-term rental six figure formula. Uh, it's a year long program and Lame is a part of that. Um, Lame, if, if someone is out there right now and they're getting ready to get started, um, take them back to February when you were deciding to, to get started. What, what was it that made you say, Hey, I need the help. And what has been part of that, that has helped you to be able to move as quickly as you have. Yeah. Um, you know, when I when I look back at when I started Airbnb to where I'm at now, especially in terms of the last few months, um, I think a big thing was just was just just mindset. And I know I, I feel like I'm beating the same drum, but like that to me was significant in embracing all of the knowledge that was there and ready for me. Um, I don't think if I had taken this course when we first met in 2020, Kyle. I don't think I would have found the same success I, I have now. Mm. Um, and so I, I think a lot of you are there thinking about this, you're studying, right? And ultimately, until you can make the decision and tell yourself that, hey, I'm going to commit to this and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep losing until I learn and then win, until you can commit to that path, 
Like it's really, uh, you can't really do anything else for yourself. Right. And so I, I, you know, and once I made that decision, again, this is another plug. Kyle has every resource and every tool available in his course for you to do exactly what I'm doing now. The only person that's keeping anybody from finding that success is yourself. I really believe that. Right. That's awesome. So that would be my response to that question. Cool. That's awesome, man. Um, if you're watching live right now and you want more information on the six-figure formula, all you have to do is comment on the Facebook uh, post here uh, of this video, just 6FF, just like my hat says. And then if you are listening to the recording and you are ready to learn more as well, uh, easy enough, just email me, info at fearlesskyle.com and just make sure the subject says 6FF. Um, let's go ahead and open up to questions with everyone now. And we've got a few really good ones. Don't get your feelings hurt guys. If we don't ask your question, there's a lot of good ones and we're limited on time here. Um, so what I'm going to start off with, there was a couple questions about the types of contracts, uh, that are being signed. And are you using a, a you know, a full on lease? Are you doing an addendum? Um, especially with arbitrage, you know, the landlord says yes, then boom, what, what are you getting signed? Lame? So I am, uh, it's been a process of, you know, learning through my mistakes. Um, originally I was just signing a lease. Um, but now I am signing an addendum with the lease. Um, I found the easiest way is actually just, just figuring out like what parts that you know, you need to have in a lease. Um, and then just communicating that with, uh, the landlord. I, you know, I, I think the legalities and all of that is surprisingly an opportunity to actually close landlords. Like if you can actually go back to them and not just be a yes man and be like, hey, I really want to work with you, Kyle. Here's a few of my major concerns just based on this lease. What do we got to do to make this work? Yeah. Right? And then I'm just having a hard conversation with them about tweaking things, having things in there that I want. And, and again, th those are things that I've, that I've had to learn the hard way in figuring out through trial and error. Um, but I, yeah. So to, to answer your question, it's been a progressive like trial and error thing given my market, but now I'm at the point where I'm signing a lease with an addendum. Um, and the addendum just basically summarizes really easily a lot of those points, but it may change, right? Again, I'm still, I'm, I'm constantly learning, constantly adapting. But. And and you're signing those with your LLC, right? Correct. Yep. Yeah. All those Correct. are LLC. Yep. yep. Not my personal name. Yep. Cool. Love it. Okay. Um, we've got one from Douglas. Um, that's a general question. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask it and then I'm going to uh, double up and give you a follow up question. He says, okay. "What's the difference between arbitrage and co-hosting?" And I want to add on, and which do you prefer, and why? Yeah. So arbitrage is essentially when you're approaching a landlord and somebody that has a property that's for rent, you basically say, hey, I want to be a tenant. Um, and you sign the lease as if you were just a normal tenant. But in that lease, there's an addendum or language in the lease that allows you to sublease. So basically, if I'm renting this property for $2,000, I've run comps, I know that I can make 4000 on this property, then I'm taking the profits of that right after my rent costs and all that. And so that's arbitrage. Um, Co-host is essentially when you are a property manager for somebody that has an Airbnb um, and that is familiar with it, right? Um, you probably could help, help like 
better is that a good explanation of calls yeah essentially the the owner is now taking over all financial responsibilities and you are just charging them a percentage for uh providing a service to make it passive for them exactly Mm -hmm. and now in my portfolio i first started heavily with arbitrage and a lot of that is because um it took me a long time to feel confident to approach people about co-hosting because that opens up risk for the, for the homeowner. Um, whereas arbitrage, you're basically just guaranteeing them like, Hey, I'm just going to pay rent just like normal. And then you're actually fronting the, the, the money to be able to, to get an Airbnb ready. So all for all the furniture, all the amenities, all that that's coming out of your pocket and arbitrage. So there's a big pro and con there, right? Arbitrage. It's a, it's a lot more money up front. Co-host essentially none, right? You don't have to invest anything. That's what the homeowner is doing is they're getting an Airbnb ready for themselves. Um, now the con to that is the margins arbitrage. Um, I think last month I made, you know, multiple properties. I was making two grand plus on the arbitrage. And so you're making huge margins um, on arbitrage, whereas co-hosts, you're not making as much. Um, typically I, I have contracts that are anywhere between 15 and 30%. Um, and those are, those are just management fees. Right. And the nice thing about those is that I didn't have to spend any of my money to get that residual, yeah. right? That was just money that's coming straight in my pocket. I didn't have to spend anywhere arbitrage. I'm kind of recouping my money, right? And if I've ran my numbers correctly, I'm really not, really not being profitable until month seven, eight, nine. Right. Um, and so those, those are kind of the pros and cons. Um, to me, I, I think both of them are great opportunities. It really just depends on where you're at. Yeah. Well, and I think too, you got to a point in your business where you had spent a bunch of money on arbitrage units and you started to have to look a little bit more at co-hosting yep. due to the financial, you know, upfront. Is that right? Yep. Yep. And so now I've, I've, yeah, now I'm, I'm bringing in multiple parties, a property owner, uh, a partner with capital, and then I'm creating an opportunity for myself. So yeah, I've had to be creative. Yeah. Yeah. I think very simply the way I like to talk about it is, you know, we got a column for risk and financial, um, you know, what, what you're financially contributing and reward, you know, ownership, you're going to have the most risk. You're going to have the most financial uh, contribution and you're going to also probably make the most then arbitrage and then co-hosting. You know, so it, it just has that grat And, and for me, I, you know, you and I've had this conversation. I'd much rather have, you know, 20% of a deal than hundred percent of no deal. And that's why I love co-hosting is because I, I don't have to put up any money. Maybe yep. I don't make as much money as arbitrage or owning, but it's still cash flow. It's, and it's simple cash flow. So absolutely awesome. All right. We got Shane asking, um, what are some typical problems uh, you're able to solve for landlords um, and you have specific strip scripts when talking to landlords. So, you know, that can be a whole training in itself, yeah. but maybe you just made uh, a top two or three problems that you're solving for landlords. Yeah. What you're talking about. That's huge. Really good question. Um, and I learned this like, as I was kind of going out and through trial and error, but really there are a handful of core objections that all landlords have. And what they'll, they'll say it in different ways, but if you boil it down, it comes down to what I like to think core three core main objections. The first one and is typically at the top of their list is liability, right? Like how are they liable if there's a party? How are they liable if there's damages? That's usually typically the first like objection that any landlord has. 
Um, and if you can answer that, a simple answer with that is, hey, Airbnb, they have air cover, right? And I'm explaining that I'm solving that problem. Second um, is money, right? They want to know like, what's their risk of you paying rent, right? And a lot of landlords, they love when they can sign a lease with a company, because what that means is typically there's probably books, there's probably auto pay, there's probably a system to where they're never going to be late, right? And they don't have to worry about eviction. So that's the second problem that's always, that's always a huge concern. And then the last that I've found that they always have um, is who are they working with, right? They want to know like how much involvement do they have? Is it something that they have to worry about? Do they have to manage like the property? Who are they working with if they have the problem? And that's really like to answer that, like my solution to that is my relationship is my capital when it comes to landlord, right? They have my number. They know how to contact me. They have my systems. And so really, I just ensure them like, hey, again, this is a small local business. You, I'm, you can call me. I live 20 minutes from you. If anything happens, I can come. We can talk. You'll be dealing directly with me. And awesome. So those are the three, I'd say, core main objections. If you resolve those, you're in a good spot. Love it. Love it, man. Okay. Uh, last question here from Jaina. She says, how do you find landlords with houses that you can pitch arbitrage to? Yeah, really good question. So I've, uh, again, this is gonna be a whole nother training too, but <laughs> yeah. uh, pretty much was last night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this, yeah, last night I went through all this, but um, I've found the majority of my contracts all through Facebook. Um, and I like Facebook because in, in my market, that seems to be uh, the really the path of least resistance to actually talk directly to the hand, to the landlord or the homeowner, as opposed to like a gatekeeper, like a, you know, a company, a management company or a realtor. Mm -hmm. um, and the way that I do that is I just go on Facebook marketplace and I'll just search, I'll just search properties for rent. I'll use the filters. Um, but I do a Facebook rentler is another app that I use. It's just another um, app that like landlords can put their property up um, and then Zillow. So. Awesome. And just just to uh, a, a little clarifying question from Jana, she says, "How do you find them on Facebook?" You're talking about Facebook Marketplace, correct? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Jana, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of filters there that you can go ahead and look at on Facebook Marketplace to be able to find properties. All right, mm -hmm. Lame, this has been awesome. Um, quick question: Yeah, what is next for you? Like, wh where is going to be defined success for you in business? This this can be taken to the moon. It looks like for where you're headed, but where are you headed? Yeah, I, um, you know, I, we were running our numbers uh, just the other day. Um, you know, my goal is I'd like to, I'd like to do a million by the end of this year. Mm -hmm. So not in a full year, but that's going to be in about, you know, eight months. And, uh, and I think I can do it. Um, I think I'm, I'm, I'm right on, on par with it, but that's ultimately the short-term goal. And then long-term goal, what I love about Airbnb guys is it is, a door into an industry where there are unlimited ways to make money. Uh, this is just the start. I mean, Airbnb for me is just really a path to get me involved into real estate. And, um, and I'm just excited to see what comes of it. But Airbnb solves a very, a very common question in, in, in real estate, which is, you know, after you have a property, what's your risk? What's your liability? If you can figure out Airbnb, like you can overpay for properties, you can overpay for investments because the numbers and the cash will always make sense. Um, and so to me, it's, you know, I, I don't know exactly what it is. I know that real estate as a whole, owning a lot of properties, Airbnb being them, 
um, that's kind of all in the picture. So that's, that, that's my goal. Awesome. And Hey, really quickly, uh, how can people get connected with you? Uh, Instagram or where, where should they find you? Yep. Yep. You can get me on Instagram. Um, my name is just on the, uh, you know, it's on the advertisement. I, you know, there's a good chance if you type in that name, you're yeah. probably not another person with that name. <laughs> I'll make any, any. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, uh, yeah, just plug my name in. I'm on Instagram and I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. So give me a holler. Perfect. You want to spell that name really quickly? For yep. Hailame, H-A-I-L-A-M-E. Um, then my last name is Kinney Kinney, K-I-N-I-K-I-N-I. You type those two names in, I'll pop up. There you go. Brother, you are uh, an inspiration. Um, it's it's just been so much fun seeing your growth in such a short amount of time. Very proud of you, man. Hey, Kyle, appreciate it, brother. Thank you. All right, thank you. All right, once again, the show notes for this one, fearlesskyle.com forward slash Halame, H-A-I-L-A-M-E. And if you're ready to get started in Airbnb, I hope this was a inspiration for you. If you're ready to get the help that you need, or you want to at least explore that route with our six-figure formula, please go ahead and email me info at fearlesskyle.com. Make sure the subject says 6FF, and then just go ahead and let us know that you want more information. We will send that to you in some next steps so that you can get some free information on how you can get started with our coaching program with the six-figure formula. That's it for now. Thank you for joining us here on the Fearless Investor channel, where we're helping you to conquer the world of Airbnb.